This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Welcome to the official Football Learning Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ken Crippen, and I'm the founder and lead instructor at the Football Learning Academy. Today, our special guest is Oakland Raiders legend, Daryl LaMonica. Back in 2013, I interviewed LaMonica for a Where Are They Now article for the National Football Post. The audio in this episode was from that interview, and in it, he talks about his time with the Buffalo Bills, the Oakland Raiders, and how he got the nickname, the Mad Bomber. Daryl LaMonica was born in Fresno, California, and was a multi-sport athlete in high school. After graduating from Notre Dame, LaMonica started his professional football career with the Buffalo Bills of the American Football League. He was then traded to the Oakland Raiders in 1967 and led them to the AFL Championship that year. After a single season with the Southern California Sun of the World Football League in 1975, LaMonica retired from football. He passed away in 2022. For our Pro Football History Nugget of the Week, we talk about the World Football League of 1974 and 1975, where we mentioned that LaMonica played for a single season. Now let's get to the interview. I started by asking what it was like growing up in Fresno, California. Well, basically I was born on a farm, uh, peaches and grapes, and uh, I was my own playmate, I guess, and I had a dog and spent a lot of time in hunting and fishing in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was basically the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. Now, you played uh, football all four years in high school, is that correct? I, I, I did. Uh, I lettered in four sports, uh, uh, track, football, basketball. And uh, so I uh, probably got down to baseball was my, my, my strongest uh, suit. Mm-hmm. Um, my first big sports thrill ever, I played in the Little League World Series in Hershey Park, Pennsylvania. Okay. From Uh, from her beauty shop and that was my spinner money 
to Joe Kaharik and ask him. He said, that's a good contract, you ought to sign it. Now I'm walking back to my dorm and I'm saying, gosh, I'm worth more money than that, you know, and having no idea what, what's going on. Mm. And so I called them back because I was leaving in, in a few days to go play in the Swiss Shrine game. And I told John Mazur uh, with the Bills, I says, I'm ready to sign, but <clears throat> I got to have more money. <laughs> he says, well, how much more do you need? And I said, well, I got to have a $2,000 bonus and a $12,000 contract. Mm. And, you know, I thought, well, gee, I got another $1,000. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he was laughing so hard, he almost dropped the phone, and he said, the contract's in the mail to you. And then I went out and played for Eric Parsegan and uh, um, had, a, had a real good game and won MVP. And after the, the game, I had a scout come up and say, oh, here's a $100,000 bonus and a $100,000 contract. And I went, whoa, I didn't know there was that much money in the world. But, but I, uh, it just shows you know, how the game has changed with agents and all, all that. But what it did prove, though, uh, to me, Ken, is that I had some ability and maybe I could play at the next level. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it all worked out in, 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 in the long run. Mm -hmm. Now, you were, uh, the team was pretty successful in Buffalo. I mean, 63, 64, 65, 66, you know, you had made the championship game, one in 64 and 65. Um, I mean, how, how did that feel, running from, uh, going from college and then going into the pros and having so much success with the teams? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really fortunate, uh, and, you know, I was under study to Jack Kemp mm -hmm. uh, for, for four years, and I had a chance to, to play with some great football players, and we were a good team. And uh, what made us good, we had a great defense, and, and, and they could keep us in, in all the games. And we just had some great athletes. And, and so uh, I got to learn the winning ways there, and we did. We won two championships. And um, the only game I really got to start, as I recall, is um, I told Cookie Gilchrist, I said, Cookie, I'm going to put you to work today. And that day he scored like, he had like 267 yards rushing and a 65-yard uh, touchdown run called back because one of the wide receivers was in motion. Mm -hmm. um, and that held up, and I think O.J. Simpson broke it after that and stuff. But that's the only start that I really got, and I had a chance to come off the bench several times uh, uh, to build Jack out. And, and so I learned my winning ways there that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I maybe could be a starting quarterback. And uh, you got to understand, no agents or anything back then. And, and uh, I'd talked to Ralph Wilson Jr. and Sr. the night uh, before I was traded. And uh, Mr. Wilson Sr. said, boy, are you, you going to be our starting quarterback coming back this year and stuff? And I was so fired up I could run through a brick wall. <laughs> Eight hours later, I was traded. find out about the trade from Buffalo to, to Oakland? Well, I, when I was 
I came back and um, I, I had shot a, a big bobcat and I stopped to show somebody's mining clothes. And they said, hey, you've been traded to the Raiders? And I said, yeah, yeah, right, uh-huh, no way. And to make a long story short, I had to call the Fresno Bee, my hometown paper, uh, to find out if it was, uh, uh, that it was traded. And then I called my mom and she said, uh, Al Davis had called and wanted me to call, so I called Al and uh, met with him the next day in the Oakland Raider organization. And uh, uh, I looked at their upcoming schedule. And the third league game was Buffalo in Buffalo. And so I got my playbook that day and started studying just for that one game. <laughs> and we go back and the, uh, the fans give me like a 15-minute standing ovation. It was really good. Butch Bird played right corner for him, says, well, LaMonica won't uh, complete a pass on my side of the field. And I threw two touchdown passes in the first half right over the top of him. I think we ended up winning that game 48 to six, but uh, they were they were a really good football team though. So I learned my winning ways in Buffalo, and I go back to Buffalo a lot. Uh, you know, my big part of my heart is still there because they give me the opportunity to to uh, be a professional quarterback. So no real hard feelings then toward the the organization. No, no, none whatsoever. Just the opposite. Uh, you know, you. We, we all have to start somewhere, and then, you know, they give me an opportunity, really, to, to come back to the West Coast, and so my family could come to the games and see me play and stuff, so, you know, it all works out. Um, you know, you heard at the time, and you don't know, understand the reasons why, but after you play the game in, uh, enough now that, that, that uh, they're still part of my family. They're my first family, and uh, so, uh, in fact, I'll go back the Kansas City game and watch the Bills play uh, Kansas City uh, around the first part of November this year. Okay. And I'm still very active with uh, the alumni and stuff there as well as the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Now, what was it like playing for Al Davis? <laughs> well, Al's uh, kind of a unique individual. He's uh, knew the game of football. He actually coached the game and, you know,
Now, I have heard from other people who play for the Raiders that if Al Davis pretty much accepts you as part of the team, then you really become a part of his family. Is that uh, the way that you yeah. felt? Yeah, that is. It's uh, once a Raider, always a Raider is kind of a, 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 a true thing because, um, and I guess you, you look at the era that we played, um, that uh, we had a lot of different personalities. But come Sunday, everyone was a bona fide football player. to take a quick break and then return to our archival interview with Daryl LaMonica. If you're enjoying this interview, make sure you visit the FLA website at www.football-learning-academy.com. There you'll find more archival interviews such as Don Shula, Mercury Morris, Ken Riley, and Maxie Bond. We also have a variety of other interviews such as Amy Trask, the first female CEO of an NFL franchise. We have broadcasting and sports writing legend Leslie Visser teaching a mini master class on interviewing. Nolan Harrison, a former player and current senior director at the NFL Players Association. Shannon Easton, the first female on-field official in NFL history and many more. To get access to these interviews, classes on the history of the game, a blog and much more, go to www.football-learning-academy.com. And now back to our interview with the Mad Bomber, Daryl LaMonica. Now, your first season with the Raiders, you went to the Super Bowl against the Packers. Um, you know, the four years before that, you had gone to the championship game, but you weren't the starter. How did it feel to finally be a starter in the championship game? And well, you, you know, it, it, that's the ultimate goal that, that you set out at, at the first of the year. And with the Bills, it was uh, we had success in, in winning. And, and uh, with the Raiders, and we had a lot of young players. Uh, Michelle and, uh, and Upshaw and, and a lot of young guys that were there and um, we faced a pretty tough uh, opponent in the Green Bay Packers then and um, I talked to Jerry Kramer and he said he says Daryl he said you had a big hurdle to get over uh, us, he says because right before the game started the old man as he called the 
that game disappointed, but knowing that we had the potential really to play with the, the best of the best uh, in the game, and I knew that that we had a good chance to go on to do very well in the future. Mm. Now, the next three years after that, you went to the conference championship game, but you weren't able to go to the Super Bowl. Was that a little frustrating for you? Yeah, I, I, that's the ultimate. Uh, back then, you know, that was the, the game of the year, the big game that you, you, you go to training camp, and that's what you set your sights on and stuff. And uh, got there and couldn't couldn't close the deal. So I always felt bad about that, you know, and, and you know, a lot of other awards and things come along. But I always think all the awards and everything that comes as a team, you, you, you win or you lose as a team, you're successful because of your teammates and stuff and and um but you know i i had a passion for the game of football i still have that same passion um i think i'd have played the game for nothing i loved it that much and, and you know we were committed uh, to to that and we had a good coaching staff um, and i told you before the mix of our players were um it's all about us and we and uh that was the Raiders. Mm. Now, you had started in Oakland under uh, John Roush, and then John Madden came in. How did things change with the team when, uh, when Madden took over? Um, it, it's, it's, it was pretty much the same. John was, was, John was as a linebacker's coach, he was the kind of coach that you went to and said, our oh, practices are too long, we're out there too long, we shouldn't be hitting pads, and he was kind of, that we made, we had veterans 
had an input, and I think that's the real success of the Raiders uh, because we play together as a team. Mm -hmm. uh, if I understand correctly, Howard Cassell is the one who gave you the nickname, the Mad Bomber. <laughs> is that correct? <laughs> that's true. He did, uh, yeah, a lot of Monday night games, and he, I don't know where he came up with that one. That one. I, I, I heard it. I said, oh, what a dumb name. I come out, I remember, I distinctly got, it was a home game, I got under center, and I looked out at the left corner, and we made eye contact, and he backed up two steps. And I go, ooh, I like that. And so I said, well, maybe, maybe that's not such a bad nickname and stuff, and then it stuck, and that's what I ended up with. Mm -hmm. Now, after the 74 season, did you retire or were you released? Uh, I had mammoth truck lines uh, uh, here in Fresno, 
did that in the off season and, and everything. And uh, then I uh, went to Alaska and started a truck line there. And my wife got pregnant there with her, her son, and she says, I'm moving back to California. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I sold my interest there and moved back to California and uh, then moved back to Fresno, California. Uh, I wanted to raise uh, my family here and, and send my son to the Clo uh, Clovis Unified School District. And so I moved back here, and, and uh, it was a good move for me. What's your opinion of how the Raiders are doing since Al Davis passed away? Reggie McKenzie, I, I think, is, is going to be the key. Uh, we got rid of some players that uh, uh, didn't have a lot of we in us, and uh, I think he's about a year away, maybe two, from getting us back on the championship ways. Uh, we got a lot of good young athletes. I was up game last week and watched them play the San Diego Chargers, and uh, our defense is, is hitting. I mean, we got a lot of hitters. They're playing uh, solid defense. I don't know if we have the depth, uh, but uh, if we can stay healthy, I think we can be competitive. Uh, we'll get a good test this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs, but um, I like what I see. I see a lot of that us and we. Terrell Pryor? I, uh, he's a great athlete. Gosh, he's got a lot of ability. Uh, if somebody worked a little harder with him, his, his reads and uh, some of his mechanics, uh, he can be uh, a star in the league, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, But he's just got so much talent. And uh, you see a lot of the young quarterbacks coming out of college now that uh, can run uh, as fast. And, uh, Jim Tyre was, uh, you know, 
for years and years. And so all the other guys, it was, you know, my era. And, and uh, I just feel honored to be associated in the same breath with those guys. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask you about a few of the, uh, the players that you've played with throughout your career. And I want you to give me your thoughts on them and any memories that you have of them. Let's start with Jack Kemp. Jack uh, was a great competitor, a great competitor, um, politician too, uh, and stuff. And, and uh, but I watched Jack uh, as all backup quarterbacks. You watch the, the starters, and, and you try to um, uh, really pay attention. If he does something, uh, if you get in the game, you make sure you, you, you're trying to do the same things that he was doing. If it was successful, if not, not to do those things. And, uh, but Jack was, was a leader, and I learned a lot from Jack, and uh, he was a, a great politician, too. Mm -hmm. um, I thought maybe I should have started uh, some other games and stuff, but um, I just made sure I was ready for when I got uh, the calling, and, but uh, Jack was a good leader. Mm -hmm. How about Albert DeBenyon? Albert uh, Golden Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have named him any better. Uh, an individual would stay after practice. It could run all day long. Uh, great speed. Uh, I think, I remember in a playoff game, I threw like a 97, 98-yard touchdown pass to him. Uh, he could run three deeps in a row and be ready to run it again if he wanted him to. And so he was an exceptional, uh, gifted athlete uh, with great speed. Mm. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball with Buffalo. How about Tom Sestak? Tough. I can remember. Uh, he's a big guy, strong. Back uh, we were scrimmaging. Uh, first time I hurt my left knee is uh, he threw me for a loss and stuff, and, and eventually I had to have surgery on that knee uh, because of that. So I remember him very well. But uh, Tom was just. George Sames. George is, uh, you know, I played in the East-West Rank game and played against him at Michigan State, and George is a great competitor. was not big, but uh, he could hit you with authority and was smart. Just never got out of position, so uh, George was a, a good teammate. We just lost uh, George Sames, and um, that's a great loss to the football community. Mm -hmm. Now let's move on to your Raider days, George Blanda. George, one of the greatest competitors uh, I think that's ever played a game, and George and I were very close. We talked a lot and spent a lot of time together. And uh, you know, I, I was his holder for uh, all the years. Uh, he was probably the last of the conventional style kickers uh, in the game. Uh, and at Buffalo, uh, Pete Goglak was the first soccer style kicker I think that the league had had. And, mm -hmm. I held for him also, but um, there's just not enough praise you can give uh, George Blinder, but if you had to label him one way, it'd be a competitor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care if you're playing cards, football, or what you were doing, George was going to compete with you. Mm -hmm. Jim Otto. Well, Jim, I think he's probably the greatest center that's ever played a game, in my opinion, anyway, and you just got to say tough. I mean, uh, 
eggs in and he'd be right back there and give him 100% and um, he's probably one of the best of all times in that position. Mm -hmm. uh, Warren Wells.
nutrition a little bit. And, mm. um, that's uh, that's my hobby, and uh, my wife knows when I gear it up, she kicks me out of the house. Hook the motor up and go fishing or go do something, you know. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I guess in my golden years, that's uh, what I'm doing the most of. Nice, relaxing retirement, huh? <laughs> I, I, I am. I, I'm just an active guy. I'm always doing something. I can't sit around and not do anything. And so, yeah, I am pretty active. Thanks for listening to our interview with the Mad Bomber, Daryl LaMonica. But this episode isn't finished. For our Pro Football History Nugget of the Week, we talk about the World Football League of 1974 and 1975. LaMonica played for the Southern California Sun in 1975, but the league itself started in 1974. By June of that year, the WFL is said to have signed 60 NFL players to futures contracts where they would play out their remaining NFL contract and then start playing for the WFL. Some of the more famous players that signed contracts were Larry Zonka, Jim Kick, Paul Warfield, Ken Stabler, Daryl LaMonica, Calvin Hill, Craig Morton, Bill Berge, and John Gilliam. In their first season, there were 12 teams spread out over three divisions, and they played a 20-game schedule. By 1975, the number of teams dropped to 11, and they played a shorter season. Teams were facing financial difficulties. For example, the Chicago Winds dropped out after only five games. By the 13th week of the season, the league folded. A lot went into this league, and we'll dive deeper into its history in a future episode, but I wanted to give you a quick background in this episode. That's all that we have for this week. Stay tuned to our social media channels to stay up to date on our episodes. You can find the links in the main page of this podcast. Thank you for listening to the official Football Learning Academy podcast. To learn more about the FLA, go to our website at www.football-learning-academy.com. Thank you.